Hey there, welcome to Jam with Jen, Empowering Your Pivot. I'm an ex-corporate girl turned chiropractor who is on a mission to help others make their dream a reality. I'll be sharing real stories from people who have made that leap into living a life of success on their terms. Making the leap isn't always sunshine and rainbows, but it's about showing you that you too can have the freedom of life you desire. So let's jump right in. All right, welcome back to another episode of Jamming with Jen. Today I have Amanda Rayner on, and she is the owner of Fire to Inspire. So, Amanda, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited. So, a quick side note Amanda and I randomly met at a Tony Robbins event, the Unleash the Power Within. Gosh, that was like a month ago now. I know and, it, seems, it seems like it was forever ago, but then it doesn't also. Right. Um, so we were just randomly standing in line next to each other and we ended up knowing the same person um, from a different event that you had gone to. So yeah, it was just, I, I think it's really important to note too, like I'm from Texas and you know, you're, you're states away. So the person that we both mutually knew was from Wisconsin. No, right? she was from Louisiana, I think. Okay, but you guys worked, y'all went to school together, right? We we were um, chiropractors. So we just knew each other through chiropractic community. Yeah, it's just in this big, gigantic world, like yeah. it's the craziest thing that we literally knew the same person and we're from, you know, opposite ends of the planet, if you will. Yeah. And I mean, the event that you had gone to was, Rachel Hollis's event, which is usually a massive event, but this last one was a smaller one. So you actually got to meet like everybody who was there. Yeah, it was a small group. It was like 40 of us. And, you know, like I told you, we could literally see the sweat dripping off of, you know, Rachel Hollis. So we were that close and we, we all went to lunch together every day and it really just became a really close knit, um, conference, whereas usually she has about 10,000 people in attendance. So it was such an incredible experience. And yeah, it it was, it was something that we didn't really expect to happen, but, uh, and we found out at the very end of it, that that's the last rise that she's going to do. So it was, it was really cool. It was a cool experience. Yeah. So it was, it was very cool to like how, how the universe just kind of put us like in line next to each other and then we ended up sitting together the last like three days or I shouldn't say the last but the that last three days the, the of rest the event. Of it. Yeah. yeah um so let um do you want to share a little bit about your like what you what you're doing with fire to inspire and um your mission with that business yeah I would love to so I started fire to inspire it is a Facebook group Um, I just recently purchased it as a company. So I'm kind of starting to roll that ball to where it's going to get bigger. But, um, when I started, I had 82 people in my group. It was just, you know, closer friends and we shared a bunch of memes to encourage each other. That's how it started. And I've been a behavior specialist now for a certified behavior specialist for 12 years. And, um, I just, I have always found myself that people call me and talk to me and I give them advice. And so I started to say, 
what if I just went on and did blanket advice to support women and say, like, you can do this, you're capable. So really what Fire to Inspire is, is a group for like-minded women who are just there to support one another and go through things together. Um, really, my mission is just to light the fire inside of women and to change their lives and to know that they're capable and they, they can, you know, pivot and shift whenever they want to. And, and just to continue to encourage women through hard parts of their lives, scary parts of their lives, um, business transitions, you know, really just everything, everything that you can think of. I just want to be supportive and give advice from the position of a behavior specialist in brain science. And this is why we do what we do. And it's just really working out. I love what I do. That's awesome. And I think the big thing for you too, or for like the audience to really know is that you, you're still doing like the behavior specialist and you're doing this fire to inspire. Like you not only have like a full-time job doing all of that, but then you're coming home and inspiring all of these other women to like live a life of purpose and meaning and have the fire lit under them. Yeah. I mean, just, that just gave me goosebumps because, you know, I, I think that people think I only do this because I do it well and I, I stay involved and, you know, I've got a graphics team. I've got all kinds of things going on, but, um, yeah, I'm still a behavior specialist every day. I work for my district. I work for elementary ed. So I do the elementary side and, you know, I'm waking up at six in the morning and I go, and I'm the kind of person, um, I give everything I've got into everything. So, you know, I go hard in the paint at work and then I come home and, you know, do podcasts and coaching calls. I'm, I've, I'm an intuitive life coach. And so I do that outside of running this business and, you know, I don't go to bed till about three, four in the morning and then I just wake up and do it again. So I do both right now at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm in the transition of basically changing careers, but, um, yeah. Yeah. The fortitude right now that is needed is, is a lot. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Like, I feel like people think that it's this easy road to just like making a pivot and it, it takes time and it's like very calculated and it's yeah. a lot of sleepless nights too. It is. Well, and you know, there are some people that make it look really easy. And I, I sometimes have noticed that I may be one of those people that makes it look easy because I'm just, I'm a really positive person. I'm excited about everything I do. Um, I love just to pour into people. So I think when people see me, they assume, right. They're just like, Oh, you just have so much energy. You just always have this energy. And I'm like, I do. And I don't, you know, this is, this is a lot. And I have my days where I'm just like, I have no idea how I'm going to keep doing both or just keep doing this. And I've had days where I'm like, one of these has to give, but, um, I think that's all part of the process, right. Is figuring out where you are, where you're headed, what you want, which one lights your fire, your, you know, your soul on fire the most, but it, it's not as easy as, some people make it look, I think is, is important for women to know. Yes. Yeah. And you don't always have to burn every bridge to start something new. You can slowly make the pivot too. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of, um, transition in being comfortable in what you're doing. And honestly, you know, Tony Robbins was, 
a huge event for me and, and you, you know, everyone yeah. who goes, goes, but um, one of the things that I heard one of the speakers say that just really got me into this place of like, oh my gosh, I don't have to do both was um, a speaker was talking about, you know, just because you're really good at something and successful at something doesn't mean that that's what you're supposed to be doing. And that just really hit me because I think the hardest part of possibly potentially walking away from my career right now is I just like anybody else who, you know, went to college and studied and has a, you know, degreed position. Um, I feel like sometimes those are the scariest things to walk away from because we worked hard and we spent a lot of money and we put a lot of time and energy into this dream. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually in a position in my career right now where I'm getting, you know, national recognition and accolades and um, being recognized, but it's just hit this point where I'm like, I'm really good at it, but is this what my soul is calling me to do for the rest of, you know, for the rest of my life? Yeah. And just learning to grow through that process of, you know, there's a lot of fears involved in leaving something that you've put a lot of energy into and it's okay to take the time to make that decision so that once you get to that decision, you go, yeah, I I've really thought about this. I, I sat with it. I didn't just jump, you know, off of a cliff. I made a decision and just because you're good at something doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to stay doing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that because I think we're, I mean, we're the same age and we, I feel like we're, we were really pushed, you know, right out of, not even out of high school. You're still in high school, like do this, follow this road. And this will get you the safe career, get you the correct 401k, follow, you know what I mean? It was very much like. And we we are, we're very much from the college generation, you know, there's, there's people like 20 years below us and 20 years in front of us that, that that's not their tipping scale, right? That's not what's being breathed into them to be successful, but very much we're of that college era of, if you don't go to college, you won't have a life Yeah, is, is really what I heard my whole life. And, um, and while sometimes, you know, that can be not necessarily true, but right. Like it, it, it's not, not been beneficial, but at the same time, I think we have to realize that that's where you start. It doesn't have to be where you end because, you know, older generations, they pick a job and they, you know, live there, grow there and die there. And, and I think our generation, and as we're getting to into this more open space is where, no, you, you do what you want to do and you live the life that you want to live. And you know, I talked about this on my group last night about it's okay to change your mind. And there's going to be a lot of people that are like, what you, but you went to college, you've been doing this for 12 years. Like you're doing so good. Like, why are you leaving? Well, because I want to, and I don't feel fulfilled. And sometimes it's hard to answer that, that question, but it is true. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a great, like, move into like where did you find the support while you were I mean I know you're still like in the in the midst of kind of changing but like yeah you have you have you're just doing both things right now so where did you find that support 
Um, well, I mean, I have been so blessed and fortunate and lucky. Um, I really have one of those personalities of I pour into people, I check into people, like check in with people all the time. And I'm just really lucky that I have had support from the very first day. And actually, if I'm honest, there's a lot of people in my life that kind of pushed me in this direction before I knew that this was the direction that I was going. You know, there were, I've always heard comments of, you should start a podcast. And, you know, this was five years ago. And I'm like, what would I talk about? You know, like, I don't know what you mean. And they're like, you're just such a personality and you've got a great voice and the things you say. And I'm like, what do I say? So it just took a minute for me to really catch on to what people were saying. But if I'm honest, there are so many people that have been in my corner before I knew that there was a corner. And, you know, I just, I have so many people in my life that are like, keep going, keep going. That's it. I'm lucky in that, in that respect that I have a lot of really wonderful people that back me and support me and on the rough days really push me because there are those days, everyone has those days where it's just like, should I, am, am I even cut out for this? Is this, was this a terrible idea? And people are like, yes, you're amazing. Keep going. So yeah, I'm just really lucky. I have a, I, I would say I have a great circle, but like, it's so many people that pour into me that really just support me and believe in me. And, you know, people in my inbox that are like, you don't know how much you've changed my life and they're strangers. And, and that really keeps me going. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, through that all, have you had any critics? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I think everybody has critics and what I will say is, you know, sometimes the people that are closest to you and your closest circle, like, and not necessarily my family, but even some of my family members, but, you know, sometimes your closest critics are right inside of your personal circle. And what I've really come to find is that that really has a lot to do with people being afraid for you to grow. Um, Growth is uncomfortable and scary for you, the person who's doing the growth, but also for the people that are in your life because they don't know where they fit into that or when you make time for them or, you know, it's just, I think it's a scary thing for everyone. So there are some people in your life that, and at first when I started this, I thought they don't just don't want to see me win. But as I grew, I really started to really realize that it's less about that and more about people are scared of change. And specifically when you're close to them, they're scared that you're going to change because you do, you very much do in this process of growth and stepping into your power. So yeah, I've had some critics and, and, you know, I've worked alongside some people that were really wonderful people and they managed great groups and I was a contributor, but, um, they wanted to hold me back. And now I see that I didn't see that then, but you know, I'm like, I think I'm going to do my own thing. I think I want to start like a Facebook group and people are like, well, you're really busy. You know, you probably shouldn't do that. So I wouldn't really say so much as people like disagreeing with what I'm doing, but more just kind of trying to keep me in that space of not rising to my potential. So yeah, I've had 
some critics and, and really to touch on it too, what just came up for me recently, which was, I'm so proud of myself for this situation, but I host women's retreats and I had a girl signed up and she wasn't able to go and that was fine. And I gave her money back and then she wrote me back and reached back out and said, okay, you know, now I want to go again. And I had heard that her sister, who's a very good friend of mine, um, told her, you know, I love Amanda, but do you think that you should go? Cause you know, she's kind of had like, she's had issues in the past and all these things. So like kind of my past came up and where I otherwise would have been upset or angry about it. Um, I took it from an approach of, okay, what am I trying to teach women to do? I'm trying to teach women to be compassionate and loving and come from the space of growth. So I have to do the same. And I invited her to dinner. She didn't know why. And I sat with her and I said, here's what I'm going to say. I heard that you said some things about me or my past and you feel like um, maybe I'm not up to par to do this work or to lead women through this space. Um, and I don't, I'm not really worried about what you said or what was or wasn't said. What's more concerning to me is that if you don't think that I can change, then you don't think that you can change. And that's where I'm at right now. And, and, and I, I would like to invite you to my retreat so that you can see what it is. I'll cover the spot and then you can tell me how you feel about it, you know, and it turned into a very tear-filled beautiful dinner and it was just I was able to walk away from that like even when you have people who oppose you instead of being upset or coming from this place of being wounded you just say okay they don't believe in me what what's the reason it's not really like I'll show you it's more like I, I I understand why you would think that I can't handle this but let me let me show you so yeah Oftentimes I have, I feel like too, when you have those critics, it one is pushing you to see like, is this really what you want to do? And this really the pathway you want to take your life or two, it's their own limiting belief of what they could do. And so the the people, it is, it's, it's almost, and I don't even, jealousy is a weird word, but you know, jealousy is a very important emotion for us to, to look at and, and to pick apart in our own selves. Yeah. Um, why are we jealous of something? It's not actually toxic. It's really when you're jealous of someone, it's really just because you want the same thing. Yeah. That's all it is. That's really, and you are only jealous because you know that you're capable of having that and you just don't right now. Yeah. So that's what I've noticed anyways. I don't, I wish I could remember where I had heard this, but I, it was along the lines of, um, if you're unsure where you want to take your life, look where you're jealous. Like who, who has the life that like, not who has a life that you wish you had, but like, who are you jealous of? Because that's the path you probably should be heading down because that's the life you wish you had. And Absolutely. it really made me change my perspective on a couple different things. And I was like, all right, I oh, that's to, so you know, head down this path because I really actually don't care about getting that certification or, yeah. you know, and I was just doing it thinking that that certification would like help me move something to get there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
So, oh, so Mel Robbins is one of my favorite um, people. I just recently found her and yeah. she said something so incredible about um, being envious of people. She said she would walk by this beautiful bakery all the time and be like, oh, I wish I had a bakery and what a great life she must live. And she, she had all these feelings and she finally just said, you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to apply and go work there and see what it's like. And she said it took her about two hours, you know, to realize that like she was wiping down tables and she was like, I'm not jealous of this woman owning this bakery. What I really found out I wanted was I wanted to have the life and the income that this was the kind of bakery that I stopped in every morning. And like yeah. just hearing her say that was just like, wow. Like sometimes we have to really evaluate, you know, because you might think you want to own a bakery. You know what I mean? Like you could very much sidestep into, I want to own a bakery. And then you're like, no, I just wanted to hang out in that bakery. Yeah. Right. Um, what have been some of the most challenging things so far for you? Oh man. Um, right. Honestly, I would say the most challenging part of what I'm doing is, I mean, balance, obviously, because I'm working two full-time jobs. Um, but really as far as like stepping out and really doing this officially is, you know, just that fear mentality, that space of lack and questioning myself. And is this the right move? Those are the hard days. Those are really challenging when it's like, what am I even doing? Is this, this is crazy. What am I trying to build? You know, um, you know, am I going to be Rachel Hollis? Is that like, can I even, that's so crazy. So really just comparison um, mm -hmm. has been a struggle for me. And uh, financial is really where I'm at that's been a real struggle. And I'm learning a lot in this space of uh, my relationship with money. And yeah. I come from a lack mentality. So, you know, I've built this life for myself and it's beautiful. And I'm so afraid that if I step away from my career, that in my mind, somehow, you know, I'm going to lose everything. <laughs> and so really it's just stepping out of those old patterns has been the challenge for me. Yeah, I can, can completely understand and like relate with you on, on yeah. that. Um, what do you feel like has been the most rewarding? Man, um, my rewards have first names, you know, and to just work with a client, in, like a coaching client and watch them, you know, because I get to hear, see, and feel the progress. You know, I get to know that when I talk to this woman on our first call, you know, she was unable to make decisions and had all this trauma and was the victim and blaming everything else outside factors. Yeah, I would do this, but I would do this, but, and, you know, three months later <laughs> after working with <laughs> you know, this client, like watching them build their dream business and be successful in their marriage and be a good, uh, you know, a better parent. And 
just watching people grow and change and go from being that girl to being the supportive one when something comes up for someone in my group and then watching someone that I know was struggling with that six months ago, um, then come in, swoop in and support them, you know, with, with very similar words that I would use. And I'm just like, yes, yes, girl. So, I mean, really my, my rewards have first names and it's really less about my accomplishments and more about watching women grow and, you know, helping one person at a time is the most success that I have. It's not about money. It's not about anything. It's, it's, I live off of, you know, the private messages that no one sees where people just pour out into that space and say, like, really, you don't have any idea how meaningful, you know, it has been to work with you and how much this has changed everything about my life. And I'm like, you did that, but thank you for allowing me the space to help you do that. And really that's just the most rewarding. That's what keeps pushing me to that, that that's my why. And, and if I just keep that in focus, then I will never not be successful, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> I guess with like coaching, how long, and I, how long have you been doing that again? So I've been doing, I was, okay. So I was calling myself a behavior coach yeah. for a really long time um, because really behavior is what I've studied heavily. Yeah, uh, I'm certified in every area of um, behavior ed that you could be certified in. I mean, no one can see me, but you, but there's, you know, I have lots of degrees on the wall and certifications, um, but no one, it, it was so hard for people to they didn't understand because I understand behavior. I yeah. know what it is to say, let me help you shape your behaviors. You do something that you don't like, or you want to change something about your life. Let me help you because I can get, help you get to the bottom of why you do the things you do and why we make the choices that we make. Um, what parts of your brain, you know, are reacting and interacting when you're in a space. And I had such a hard time explaining that or people being, you know, drawn to that. It's not super sexy. And yeah. so I didn't want to call myself a life coach because that's so broad. Well, and it's gotten kind of a bad rap, I feel like. Right, and because, because people are not certified. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And so what I'm learning is that it's better to go with the language that people are comfortable with. Yep. And if you're more than that, then you stand, then that's your leg to stand on anyways. Right. Like, so at this point, like I'm, I'm, I am an intuitive life coach and I don't talk a lot about, you know, my psychic abilities or my, how much I'm in touch with, you know, outside forces and, and listening to what the universe is telling me to do to help someone but I'm starting to step into a place where I'm a little more comfortable saying that my coaching calls are intuitively led. And there will be times where I'll be giving advice to a client and I have no idea what I'm personally saying because I'm just allowing myself to be a channel and to, you know, 
let whatever is coming through me come to that person. But I've been doing this for about a year now on the side of my job. Yeah. Very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, And at the end, I'll go through like where people can find you and everything if they want to get in touch with you on like coaching or even like the fire to inspire and like the events and everything. And then I'll have it posted in the show notes too. Um, But going back to, sorry, that was a little bit of a side note for me. I was just curious. Um, What is there anything that you would tell your five-year-old self um, about what you, like what you've gone through today, what you know today, um, anything you tell, tell her? Man. That's a really heavy question. Um, Honestly, what I would tell my five-year-old self is that everything you're about to experience is going to make and create who you are Um, and that you're going to be okay, you know, because it's interesting that you picked five um, as the age because that's really a heavy um, childhood trauma age for me. That was a very heavy year in my lifespan of where I, I had a lot of trauma. And mm-hmm. so now though, I, it's so crazy to say, think and feel, I am so grateful for the things that I've been through. And I never, if you had told me that I would get to this place and space about the things that I've been through, I would have been angry at you, you know, that you say that I could get through these things and and be grateful. But I am because I've suffered so much in my 36 short years of life that I'm able to relate to so many people. So from five on, I'm I'm just grateful. And so I would just tell her that she's going to be okay. And that like, hold on for the ride, sis, because, you know, you're, 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 what you're really going through is you're putting tools in your pocket for helping other people. Yeah. And like what Tony says is life happens for you, not to you. So absolutely. It's sometimes I think when you're in the mess and things are not looking the best, it can be hard, but um, yeah, everything happens. I think for that, for a reason to help you grow. Yeah. Well, and, and I, and, you know, we did an exercise, um, at the rise conference with Rachel Hollis and it was the most eye-opening experience of my life because I have always been in the space of, I'm not a victim. I'm not a victim. I've always been that person. It doesn't mean I didn't internalize. Right. But I just yeah. never like, used my victim card. And we did this exercise where you had to check off all of these things that you had been through you know they had like kind of a stock list and you folded it up and you passed it around the room well I'll never forget it because it was this checklist and I would say there were about 55 things like traumas you know on there like heavy traumas and I looked down and I'm just answering you know honestly and authentically um, with what I've been through in my life and the only ones I didn't check were lost a spouse, 
right? Like to that to death. Um, or like lost a child through a traumatic event. And it was just like, oh my, oh my gosh, you know, like I've been through, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot when you put it in checklist form, you know? And so I folded it up. And and one of the things that she had us do was pass it around, pass it around, pass it around, pass it around. And it was the most beautiful experience because then we got another woman's paper and we opened it up and I opened this up and I looked down and out of like 55 checks, whoever's paper I had, someone in that room had only been through two. Wow. And immediately my heart broke for not only myself, but for the person that just opened my paper because someone in that room opened my paper and was like, oh my gosh, like somebody's been through like all of these things, mm-hmm. you know, and it really was eye-opening to me about um, where I've been, who I am, how I've handled it, and really what my mission is in this life is that I was meant to go through all of those things to be right where I am today. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, it's like hard to be like, okay, let's transition into the next thing after, after okay. talking about going through challenging situations, but what, um, do you have any books or podcasts or, um, YouTube, anything like that, that you'd recommend for people to listen to? Um, true story. I'm not a reader. I buy books because I like the way that they look and what they have inside of them, Yeah. but I never really read them. I never am able to finish them. I'll get to like page 30, put it down. And like three years later, like, Oh, I never read that. Um, but the alchemist is a book that I opened and actually you and I, um, met a wonderful friend at the Tony Robbins event. And she's the one who sent the book. And I think it was really special because she gifted it to me. So anyways, I read it front to back in one day. And that's the most incredible book. I highly encourage if you have not read the alchemist, it is hands down one of the best books on the planet. It, I, those words spoke to my soul. I feel like I changed after I read that book. Yeah. Um, And even you gifted it, um, when you came on my, you know, show. And so that book, and I'm really not a podcast person. I'm trying to get into that space, but I did just find, um, Mel Robbins. Yeah. And I'm like obsessed with her. Like she is just such an incredible woman. And the way that she breaks things down is very similar to how I break things down. And so really I'm trying to get into listening to more podcasts, but Mel Robbins, if you have not checked her out, she is absolutely incredible. Yeah. I had found her through like the five second rule and had dove into a bunch of her stuff and she's great information out there. Yeah. I mean, just she, the way that she breaks things apart is like, oh yeah, that's, that's genius. Yeah. And you know what? It's funny. So Danielle had brought up the alchemist while we were at UPW and I was like, yeah, I've read the book. It's been probably like four or five years. And she was like, listen, you need to reread it. it. And she was like, you know, Danielle, very calm and like, 
you need to read this. And I was like, yes, okay, I will do what you tell me to do. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? It completely different viewpoint, like reading yeah. it now in my life than I did like five, five years ago. So. And, and, and really the more that I kind of like talk about this book, the more I have realized that like, there are some really heavy um, alchemist fans out there. Yeah. And, and I have heard that from so many people like read it every single year, every year. And that's what Danielle said she does. She reads it every year. Yeah. And uh, I mean, let's just make a tradition out of it. Like set a date on a calendar and say, all right, time to read the alchemist, you know, and Exactly. I think like every December, that's what my new thing is. It will have to be like, as we finish up a year and you're about to go into a new year and things like that. Yeah. It's a, it's a great book to read. If you are in any transition of your life, if you are needing to be from a place of being more grateful, yeah, um, it's just everything about that book is is magic. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Any um, last piece of advice you'd like to leave the, the listeners with? Yeah. Um, feel the fear and do it anyways, because fear is not real. Um, it's an amygdala response. Yeah. It's what our body does. But if I'm honest, Every time I've done something that I'm afraid of, it's always been the best experience. And it's crazy that, that, that we are like that and that we forget those things. You know, we forget that great things come from just, if you use your gut and you do something, it's always going to be right. And step into your power. It's okay to say, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to decide this, or I'm going to change this. And it is not always easy, but everything that we do, if we do it with intention and purpose is always worth it. And just know that you're capable. Everyone is capable of whatever they want. You can have whatever life you want. It's crazy to say that out loud, but it really is true. Yeah. I love it. All right. So you can find Amanda on social media, Facebook, they can search your name, correct? Yes. And then then Fire to Inspire is your Facebook group, correct? Yes. And I'll have that linked up. And then amandarainer.com is where you can find her website and more information on like coaching and events and all of that information. Yes. All of my packages, all of my retreats, all of my workshops, all of the things are uh, listed there. And, you know, my favorite thing is to make connections with people. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm available for all of it. So, but thank you so much for having me on here and I love you so much. And I love, I, I love that. I, my favorite thing is when women link arms and say, let's take on the world instead of competing and comparing and putting each other down. It's just, it's up to us to change that culture and that mindset. And so it's so beautiful to have found like-minded, beautiful, powerful women like yourself and, and just to keep going. So 
Thanks for joining. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening through another episode of Jamming with Jen. If you like the episode, definitely share it out with a friend. And if you're looking to connect with me more, follow me on Instagram. The handle is Jammin' with Jen Podcast, or you can always head over to the website at jenforstner.com. Thank you so much again and have a great day.